So I, I think a lot of what, what is holding people back is, in fact, mental. It's confidence and just this, this general foggy fear of, of what they don't understand already. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Okay, welcome to another amazing edition of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I am your co-host, Nikki Ballou. And I'm the other co-host, Michael Palmer. And we are excited about today's episode. Our guest is a true pioneer. In fact, his company, Tech Talk America, started off as a podcast. I did not know that until he informed me of that just a couple moments ago. I'm talking about none other than the great David Cox. Say hello, David. Hey. Great to have you here on the show. Well, Thank you. I got to tell you, you're very, very, very welcome. Michael is a lover of all things technology, and usually when it comes to talking about technology, he's the smartest man in the room. But today, that's actually not true, because the smartest man in the room when it comes to technology in this room today is you. We've got Nikki out out, uh, numbered here. This is great, Dave. (laughs) I think we're going to have you on a lot of times. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, it's great. And you know, what's what's uh, it's kind of an interesting story how you uh, actually we came to to invite you on. It was I had a problem with my Mac and I searched for the solution and I started watching your YouTube video and you solved my problem. And I'm like, this this person has done a fantastic job of leveraging their thought leadership around technology and driving their business. I thought, this is exactly what we're talking about in the business of thought leadership. And I wanted you on the show. And, you know, and then we found out you're this awesome tech, tech person that uh, would be great to have on the show. And you've got like podcast history. So this is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, like with any business, it takes a lot of love. It takes a lot of time and devotion. And if you, if you work hard, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled with what we've been able to create over the years. Yeah, that's amazing. Listen, for the benefit of our listener, could you just tell us your story, how you came to be this amazing thought leader who's really so (laughs) fabulously positioned in the marketplace? Because you truly are. I mean, you've got over 400 classes. You've got something like darn near 400,000 subscribers. And I think there's been something like 38 million views of your videos on YouTube. I mean, by any measure, that's hugely successful. Could you just share that story with us? Sure. So, I mean, it, it depends on how far back you want to go. I guess you could say it really started with, uh, I was one of those folks who was just completely destroyed by the market crash in 2008. I mean, I, I literally lost everything, all of my furniture, everything. And I was forced at that moment in time to go through a decision of, do I move back in with my parents? This is at the age of what, 25, I want to say. Uh, or move in with this relationship that we really hadn't gotten to know each other that well. And I decided to go with that latter option. My mother knows that I joke about this all the time, but my mother's Jewish and a therapist. So moving back in with mom and dad was not going to happen. I've lived enough of my life on the couch. Thank you very much. So I I moved to the Cape, uh, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And I was kind of going through this period of trying to figure out what do I do? Like, where do we go from here? And like magically, uh, two miles away from where I was living at the time, this Apple computers dealer opened up and I thought, well, you know what? It won't be forever, but this is a good like place to start off. And so 
I started working at this place. And after only working there for a few weeks, my boss came up to me and said that he recognized I was very, very good at working with people. And for anyone who's kind of had technology issues at some point in the past, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of tech people out there do not have the social skill. And I That's was, an very, that I, I was very blessed that I did have that. And that is probably because both my parents are therapists. And so <laughs> I started, um, I ended up teaching classes and got this like crazy following where there would be people lined out the door to take a class, including, you know, in the middle of February. And again, this is on Cape Cod. So I eventually left that job and I, I wanted to, I wanted to recreate the, the, the passion that, the, that I was able to show to a larger audience. And so I called up a buddy of mine, Mark Collier, who does Tech Talk America with me. We're the only two employees. And I said to him, I said, how hard would it be to build a virtual classroom service? And he said, well, there's really no need to reinvent the wheel. I mean, all the tools already exist. You just need to make them play well together. So we, you know, threw this idea together and we teamed up. At first we were teamed up with GoToMeeting, then we switched over to YouTube. I got on the television show Shark Tank for the idea after we had only been in business for two months and our, our whole business plan changed very dramatically after that, not related to uh, being on Shark Tank. So the concept of kind of what we do is we are using YouTube as a teaching platform. And we are teaching people all over the globe how to better use the technology at their fingertips. And to give you an idea of, of how global it has become, uh, one of the things that I have invested in is that um, with some of our bigger classes, the most important classes, I actually pay to have all of my classes transcribed so that they can be subtitled in 160 different languages. Wow. So wow. a lot of times the, the, the messages that we receive from people aren't even necessarily in English, but it's just grown to be this massive, incredible brand growth over the years. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to do what I do. You know, it's amazing that you mentioned you were on Shark Tank because uh, we just interviewed uh, one of the sharks, Barbara Corcoran. Ah, Barbara. She's Fabs. awesome. Yeah, she's fabulous. <laughs> you know, this is what's what's incredible is that you've had an expertise, and a lot of people have an expertise. In fact, one of the things we argue that everyone's got some expertise of some kind. But mm -hmm. what really has had you be able to position yourself as a thought leader is that you're actually known for having that expertise. It's not just that you have the expertise, but people know you for having that expertise. And that's what truly makes you a thought leader. And that's what's allowed for the exponential growth that you and Tech Talk America have experienced. Well, thank you. Uh, so the question I want to ask you is, how have you been able to commercialize this expertise and this thought leadership so that it's been beneficial to you from a business point of view? Because after all, the title of this podcast is The Business of Thought Leadership. And our listener is very interested in the business element of our guests and how they can apply that themselves in some way for their own success. Tell us more about that. So I, I would want to start with saying that I, uh, the entire base concept of Tech Talk America is based around this very simple one-liner that I once heard said by Oprah. And she said that the number one marketing tool that money cannot buy is trust. And if you have people's trust, they will follow you to the end of the earth. And so I try to make people feel comfortable. That's, that's what I'm really good at. And I, I think a lot of people out there who have had a teacher at some point in time who has touched their lives, 
part of what made them be able to communicate with you on that level is a certain feeling of trust. So what we do is, uh, for example, when I'm teaching people how to use a piece of software or if I'm demoing a product, whatever it may be, I make sure that our listeners know, our followers know that it is actually a product that I believe in. I will not, I've said this before, I will not review crap. That's not who I am. If you are coming to me, I want you to be coming to me because you know that I will give you the absolute best advice to my ability. So the way we've basically been able to monetize Tech Talk America, because we are by far and large a free organization, over 99% of our classes are free to the public. The way that we've been able to monetize is we do have a few premium classes that, uh, for example, my new to Mac class and my new to iPhone and iPad class, and those classes are two hours plus long. We're doing a lot of research. We're putting a lot of production time into creating those. And so those, we only allow people to get through our website and they're very reasonably priced. They're $10. Um, So a lot of times I feel like a lot of our members end up buying those classes, A, because they will feel like they get something out of it, but also because we have such a great relationship with our fans that they, they want to support us. And that's kind of like the ultimate for any brand is when your fans will actually come out and say, we'll buy it because we want to support you. We want to see you continue to be able to do what you do. Now, the other part, there are two other parts of how we make money. Um, uh, because we are teamed up with YouTube, we have ads. Um, so for example, if you watch one of my classes, there may be a 30 second ad. And you know if they watch the ad, we get paid. So that is a great solution because the user doesn't have to pay anything and yet they get the great information and we get paid thanks to their eyeballs. And then finally, the last is through affiliate relationships. And once again, we're very, we're incredibly picky over who we create affiliate relationships with. So for example, if I am teaching people, I just did a class the other day, you know, on how to set up what I believe to be the best consumer grade router out there. You know, yeah, if you click on the link, we are, we are getting a commission for that. But we would never even, you know, offer it in the first place if we didn't truly believe that it is the best damn router out there. So we're, we're fairly well diversified as far as how we make money. We may not be making, you know, millions and millions of dollars. But for me, this the goal of creating what we have created has always been about creating jobs, you know, for myself and in this case for Mark and anyone else who we may bring, you know, onto the team in the future. We are currently right now hiring. And, you know, just being able to have this amazing relationship with the public and be able to use YouTube for something more than cat videos. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Absolutely. Well, you know, listening to you reminds me of the episode we did with Seth Godin and you're echoing it. It's to just be, be someone who does great work. And be oh, known yeah. for that great work, and and the the value, the commercialization will come along, and it sounds mm-hmm. like that's happening now, but it's also likely going to happen on a larger scale in the future. So hats off from both of us to you on that. It's a remarkable story. Well, thank you. I mean, like like I said, we we work really crazy hours to try. To, I mean, what a lot of people don't understand, and and you guys probably know this too, is that the amount of work that goes into pre-production, production, and post-production, when you're doing with a very, very small team, in our case, two people, it's a crazy amount of of work to put out even just one class. And if you're not passionate about this stuff, you burn out quick. 
Yeah, absolutely. We totally, totally understand that. You know, one of the things that uh, Michael and I do in talking about thought leadership and the business setup and why we're so passionate about it is because we believe that experts like you have the ability to take the expertise that they have and that they've been delivering in a particular way. We, we, we call that a mode and we borrow, borrow that term from one of our mentors, the great Matt Church, who's the author of the book, The Thought Leader Practice and the creator of Thought Leaders Global and Thought Leaders Business School. He's an Australian. And a mode is a way in which you deliver your expertise. So in your case, you deliver your expertise currently primarily through online, right? So you've got online courses, and Matt would call that authoring. So mm-hmm. it's it's actually taking that expertise and authoring it, whether that then authoring refers to writing a book, but it also refers to creating like an online program and providing that. And there's, there's ancillary ways that that can be commercialized. But there's other ways for uh, someone like you to be able to deliver that expertise. Have you done or considered some of those other ways? So for example, keynote speeches, like speaking, for example, possibly doing certain live training events or things like that. Is that something that you've done or you've considered doing or something that's on the horizon for you at TED Talk America? It is. And I have done it. Um, I have done some public speaking events and those are great when they happen. I really like for them to happen organically so I have had, for example, there's not many of them left, but there are still Mac user groups all over the world. And a few of them have invited me to come speak with them. Now, sometimes that's over, you know, something like Skype or FaceTime. And other times it's, you know, actually hop on a plane and, and head there. Um, I, I enjoy doing them occasionally, um, but I really feel in my element when I'm in front of the camera. I'm, I'm just one of those people who has always felt incredibly comfortable in front of a camera. And so, you know, other ways like like writing a book, for example, you know, that's another big way that a lot of people who are personalities tend to make money. You know, a lot of those don't work as well for me because I'm a people person. I, I like working with people. I don't think that people learn from books anymore, at least not certain types of things. So as far as, you know, kind of expanding, I, I know that there are ways out there. I think what it basically comes down to is the, the big reason why I don't do more of them is I'm one of these crazy people. Some people will respect this. Other people will not respect this. But I put a higher value on my own happiness than I do on money. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I've built a brand that is now self-sustaining. It's going just fine on its own. But do I want to kill myself by just going from you know place to place to place to place to place, speaking and frankly, you know, a lot of those events, they, they are very stressful being on stage for multiple hours. But I just, I'm very happy with being who I am and being authentic to myself, which means not always being on stage, but just being in front of a camera, being comfortable with where I'm at rather than this constant trajectory of trying to do something bigger, go further, go faster. You know, I feel like we do that a lot in life. And what happens is that when we do that, we don't appreciate where we are. So I, like, I hope that answers your question. I, I think I, it answers the question for me. And I really respect that you know yourself, you know what you want. And that's part of the game is figuring out what the heck people want so that they can actually go out there and get it. You know, I, I think though your message has, what I really love about your message is, is going through what you went through in the global financial crisis and yet still being able to carve out a wonderful business 
in, in your life, and, and that's changing the, the lives and helping people all over the world. Mm. What, what advice could you give to our listeners that may be in similar situation, maybe hitting a wall to actually get beyond that? I think the first thing that, that a lot of what holds people back in general is, is mostly mental. And it's, it's based around, it's based all around fear. And what's important about fear is I feel like we all need to take time to identify why are we afraid of this particular aspect of business? I'll just give you an example. A lot of times when I do work privately with clients, a lot of them are like afraid of doing more with social media because they feel like they don't know what they're doing. And I feel like that if we all just kind of took some time to understand our fear in general, it would allow us to kind of break through those barriers and and go to that next level and say, okay, I'm going to acknowledge that I'm afraid of whatever this this aspect may be. Uh, okay, I now I need to tackle that fear. And so you just kind of have to run full force into it and just submerge yourself in whatever it may be. So I, I think a lot of what what is holding people back is in fact mental. It's confidence and just. This, this general foggy fear of, of what they don't understand already. Thank you for that. And I want to shift a little into, Nikki's going to probably cringe, but I want to shift into a little technical stuff because sure. I think what, what, David, with you, you had a bit of a perfect storm in that you love the technology, you're good at the technology, you're able to teach people the technology. And so moving that into a technological world like YouTube and Twitter and using all the social media, what about the people that have, yeah, they're good with working with people, they've got a great talent, but they're not that technical. You know, what, what, what are some steps that they can take to get out there and do a better job of putting YouTube videos up? Is it the quality of the sound? Is it the quality of the image? What should they be thinking about? So when I look at, for example, what we do and what we've done over the years, I have no doubt in my mind that I've gotten far better over the years. Was it because of a new set? No. Was it because we got a green screen? No. What it ultimately comes down to is people need to relate to the person on camera. To to those of your listeners who are looking to kind of get on camera, whether it's for a commercial or for whatever it may be, uh, there's a great exercise that I, I'll give it out as a freebie now, but I do, um, I do a bit of YouTube consulting now with, you know, people who are trying to develop their YouTube brand and a lot of people, let's face it, a lot of people do not feel comfortable on camera. And there's this great, um, trick that I use where, um, you really do need a, an actual camera to do this with a, with a decent size lens. And what you do is before you go on camera, you need to kind of take a moment and, and do a little meditation. And what you do is you look into the lens and you remember like when you were a kid, you had like those magic eye posters, you know, where you stare at it and then you kind of go a little cross-eyed and then you see like the big picture, you see the image. It's similar to that. But for me, what I do is I look into the lens until I stop seeing a lens and I start seeing the reflection of me. And metaphorically, that me that I'm seeing in the reflection, that is the audience and that's who I need to talk to. And so I think that the big trick here, it's the same trick with acting. The trick to acting is don't act. Just You just have to be. If you can just kind of allow yourself to have those moments and 
have that conversation with the camera, suddenly the camera trusts you. You have this relationship with the camera where it's no longer this scary lens. You see the eyeballs on the other side that are looking back at you. It's great. I hope that answers your that question. That helps me. I, I, I feel the same way. Actually, when I get in front of a camera, I just I, my mind goes blank and I just don't even know what the heck I'm saying sometimes. So that I'm going to use that. No, it's a good it's, trick. It's, it's, it's good so trick. simple. And it's just, you know, you just have to breathe and just not, don't even think about, you know, the lights and, and everything else. It's just, it's just time for you to be you. That's it. No, it's very true. Well, Dave, I'm a little like you. I love the camera, and uh, the camera tends to love me back. Uh, we've got this, uh, this wonderful romance going on. But mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of people, that's definitely an issue. We've had, for example, at our events, we've uh, had people get in front of the camera to talk about their experience and so on and so forth. And for a lot of people, they freeze. They could have that conversation without the camera. But as soon mm -hmm. as you bring the camera into the mix, it's, they get that deer-in-the-headlights look. So this is really, really good advice. Tell us a little bit about you know, you mentioned you do some YouTube consulting, right? Yeah. That's exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about when I mentioned to you that there's other modes in which to deliver your expertise. So yeah. how'd that come about and how has that been helpful to your business, to, you know, what you love to do and the difference you're born to make? So, okay. With YouTube, the, the important thing to understand about how YouTube works is that YouTube is this incredibly complex algorithm. Right. And you've got to figure out enough of the algorithm to make it work for you. And so when I'm working with people on, on YouTube stuff, you know, it's, it's really about making sure that people understand how does a computer read what it is that you're doing. And it's basically, you don't have to pay money. One of the things that I talk against is that um, in the world of YouTube, uh, we have these YouTube networks, okay? They work very much like the big studios. And basically, they try to acquire people who they identify are clearly trying to start their own brand, and they're trying to get going, but they need a little help. And they tend to kind of, I think, take advantage of that desperation, whereas I tend to try to just try to help people for the sake of helping them. And really all of the tricks that people need to understand about how to use social media in general to make it work with work for you is you have to understand how it works in the first place, which is a combination. It's so many different little tricks. Um, actually, I will tell you one of the big classes that I'm currently working on putting together right now. Um, we haven't announced this yet. So you guys are getting first kind of glimpse of this is that we are putting together kind of a master class on here's how you conquer YouTube. Here's how you can make a living doing this stuff. Wow. That's going to be huge, It is man. not one trick. It is a lot of little simple tricks that when they all play together, it's, it's like the cogs in the machine. Okay. They all play a role and they make the big machine tick. Wow. That's so. amazing. That's absolutely amazing. We'll be the first customers. Well, there you <laughs> absolutely. I was just, <laughs> when I was just is it thinking coming that. out, David? When's it coming out? I'm, I'm hoping to have it out in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to delay uh, in order to perfect. So, um, so are you going to give our, are you going to give our listeners something special, maybe a special link that they can go sign up and they can get a little something extra from you? Hint, hint. Well, how about we do a little, how about we do a little deal on the fly? How's that sound? What if we do, uh, you want to do a little promo code for your listeners? Give yeah. them, I don't know, 10% off. Love yeah, it. Let's absolutely. do it. What do, what do you want your promo code to be? I know the guy who programs it. Think. Think. Done. All right. Think is now promo code. 
There you go. That's what thought leaders do, right? They, they have to do a little bit of thinking. They have to think, yeah. They got to think a little bit for that one. <laughs> How about so, think different for that one in, in honor of the late Steve Jobs? Think different. <laughs> yep, yep. No, that's fantastic. Well, listen, one of the ways in which we like to end off our, our, our episodes is to ask our guest expert for their three expert action steps. And these are things that you would want our listener to, to actually take on and do in their life. And in that could, frankly, be anything you wanted to promote as well as one of the three expert action steps. So if there's a particular class like this one you talked about or another one that you'd like to promote, go ahead and make it one of the three expert action steps. So what would be the three expert action steps that you would want our listener to this podcast to follow through on? Okay. Well, it's hard because obviously your listeners are, have all different backgrounds. So I'm going to try to shoot to the middle as best I can here. I think the first thing that is important when you're identifying, when you're looking at whatever your brand is, it is incredibly essential that the relationship that you form with your customers be based on trust and not this fake trust. How do you describe fake trust? I don't know how to describe it. All I know is you can feel it. You can feel when someone is sincere about what it is they do, the service that they offer, whatever it is. So identify that the relationship you want is a trusting one. That would be the first one. So sorry, I'm going, I'm going a little bit deeper on this one than just necessarily a class. I think the second essential thing that people have to do is identify where their fears lie within their business plan and then allow themselves the confidence to tackle it. And finally, you know, find a way to keep in touch with those people. There are tons of different services out there to help you with this process. Uh, the one that we've used a lot is I've used MailChimp. Um, I think that they're a great little service um, as far as, you know, if you put in, if you do a video on YouTube, you can put a link and people can just kind of follow you that way. They can subscribe to your YouTube channel. The point here is give your fans a way to give you their information and just believe in yourself. So I'll throw that as a fourth one. Okay, fantastic. And your website that people can go to to get your free classes and your premium classes, you want to just uh, tell people sure. what that is? So the only way to get the premium classes is through our website, which is techtalkamerica.com. The free classes are available on both the website as well as our YouTube channel, which is just simply youtube.com slash techtalkamerica. That's fantastic. And, and I got to say, as someone who has a partner who's extremely techie and someone who's moderately techie himself, I love that you do this because the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people among our listenership and the world at large who, let's face it, run into technology problems. And having resources to help them solve them, we're just huge fans of that. And so we're really glad that you're really making the difference you were born to make because that's what we want to encourage every listener to this podcast to do. So well, thank you so much, David. Well, thank you. And the one thing I want to say about that um, is I think that for the people out there who do have the, the fear part of technology, what's, what's awesome, I think, about what we do is that I feel like people take some of our basic classes and they, they, get, they get the comfort factor, right? And once, once their brains feel comfortable, then it's like, okay, what else can this thing do? And that's the part where it really goes from ed just educational to educational and fun. Because there are some amazing things that you can do out there with the technology that is all at your fingertips. If you have a, you know, an iPhone, an iPad, a Mac, whatever it is, 
you can do incredible, incredible things. And if you check out our website, my hope is that you will go through that discovery process. And it, it really is kind of, it sounds cheesy, but it's kind of like this journey, you know, what do I want to learn today? And, and that's what I try to provide to people. So anyways, thank you guys so much. Thank you. And we like fun. So this is, this is great. We're going to have some more fun with all of your information. And we love cheesy too. I mean, cheesy is part of what makes the world go around and, and lets you have a big smile on your face. So good, good stuff. Good on you, Dave. Thank you so much. It's really Thank- amazing to have you here on the show and uh, uh, amazing that our listeners get to experience another phenomenal episode of the podcast the business of thought leadership. I'm Nikki Ballou. I'm Michael Palmer. And all of the show notes and links and everything that we've talked about in the show today, you can go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com and find it all there. And please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you and uh, subscribe to the podcast and get the word out for us. We really appreciate the help. Take care. Awesome. And don't forget that uh, the promo code for Dave's new course is think, and that will be in the show notes as well. You bet. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.